0: Luria awards bringing together creators from across the continent to celebrate the best in advertising
1: i'm really proud of the kind of work we've seen in 2019 bookmarks
0: this is about recognizing digital work the iab benchmarking of digital excellence series and the winner is how to win i think it was an incredibly thorough process that's the way it feels a podcast hosted by nick hammond and johan schweller All right, welcome to the podcast. My name's Nick Hammond. I've got a background in broadcasting. I'm here to mediate the conversation and I'm joined by my co-host Johan Schweller, an industry expert from TBWA, here to help pose some questions to our two guests on the podcast. Before we get into things, a huge thank you to Mark One for coming on board and sponsoring this podcast series. Mark One has been making sense of technology-driven digital marketing before most, having spent a decade in digital, they offer the full suite of paid media services including programmatic media buying, paid social and search advertising. This creative innovation is apparent through the multiple awards they've won with some of South Africa's most valued brands, most notably probably with the virtual reality campaign they did with KFC and Ad Hope. It was the first of its kind in South Africa, it won several awards and it created incredible impact for the organization. Do yourselves a favor and go check them out at mark1.co.za. All right, let's get to the podcast. The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. How to win. Welcome to this podcast. In today's episode, Johan and I are looking ahead to the Luries 2019. We went down to Durban and were given access to two judges in the digital communication category. We came here to talk about the judging process, what the trends are, what can be learned from the entry process, and where does the industry feel the opportunities are in 2019. Our guests on this podcast are Camilla Clark, who is Executive Creative Director at Hello Computer Cape Town, and Cabello Mashapalo, Executive Creative Director at TBWA Hunt Lascaris. We caught up with them during the judging process, and here is the conversation. You've just stepped out of the judging room. Both of you have been in there for the entire day. What is the feeling at the moment? What's the sentiment? Where are we at? Cabello. You don't make it easy, eh?
1: (laughs) 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 Because that's quite a mouthful. I mean, you know, we're here to celebrate creativity. And one of the criteria is as well as like innovation. So marrying the two terms or looking at uh, the work that we looked at today, you know, there's some very nice, great, strong pieces that represent that. And I think it's, it's also um, good to also have an observation of standard of work and what, um, you know, people are putting out there. And sometimes, you know, you think uh, you get all these different briefs and, you know, time constraints, variables like short budgets and all these other kind of factors that affect, like, you know, what, work could come out of our region, South Africa specifically. And it's quite, you know, refreshing to see some of the beautiful things you can do, some of the very strong stuff that can connect with people. And and, and I think strong ideas that are like, you know, even though our category is more kind of technical in the manner of speaking – but I think, you know, um, the strong ideas uh, come out and get discussed and shine. You know what I mean? So I think, I think that's my,
0: my main outtake about today. Same question too. I mean, the, the general experience that you've had so far.
2: So plenty of coffee has been consumed today <laughs> just to get through the multitude of entries. I think what was a bit different for us this time around is we didn't do any prejudging. So the first time we saw a lot of the work was today. And, um, you know, it's a lot to take in, but I think what's particularly exciting for me is to see people using digital in very experimental and, and novel ways. So, um, you think you're going to see a lot of the same old. And in actual fact, we haven't seen that at all. And, um, also what's coming through is the, the huge potential social media has to tell really rich stories, but do it in a way that doesn't need a massive production budget. So I think um, it's a true sign of the times. Uh, agencies are using budgets wisely. Um, and I think the results are, are sharing that as well. And also what's good to see uh, for the majority of case studies is um, fewer vanity results. So a lot of the results actually mean something a little more. Um, and I think that's what we're here to do, to change behaviour and not just get as many impressions as we possibly can,
0: have you guys reflected on the theme and why you think that 's been chosen this year? Tell better stories I think something that 's quite interesting from my from my perspective is that there 's a lot of
1: things that I see that are very like contextually like very South African in terms of like rooted in like deep South African nuances as well as um, you know ideas that are like you know, uh true to the audiences that, that you know, uh, the stories are, are being told about. So some lived experiences and, and and proper, like, I don't know, like, you know, if you have to package South Africa, like you get the sense of, you know, this work can only come from this region or can only come from this country, if that makes sense.
0: Camilla, would you be able to, Talk us through the process of becoming a Lurie's judge and specifically within the category that you guys are in, how that process works.
2: I'm told that it has something to do with point allocations. So how many awards you've won previously, what other judging experience you have. But um, I think it comes down to just having a a real passion for the industry, Um, having a particular viewpoint, being very open and willing to share that beyond agency borders and maybe having a point of view that's slightly different. I think, you know, the most important thing on a panel is to have huge diversity. It's important that some people hate pieces and other people love pieces because that's what uh, brings about great conversation. And it's with the great conversation that we have better work and it's it's work that I honestly think is global and should do exceptionally well at international award shows.
1: I think that was great, and I just want to weigh in on that point as well, that I think the point you make about the diversity is quite important, and I think the Lurie's awards show go out of the way to make sure that they're very inclusive. So you have uh, judges from the rest of the region, so Middle East and um, African and Middle East, as in what the show is now called. So there's that representation, as well as... um, Female representation, because I think Johan, you'd remember when uh, back in the day we were judging, and um, it was like a just just men, you know what I mean, and um, and I think the being inclusive and, and having these diverse perspectives is quite important because it means the work is also gonna have unbiased take, if I may put it that way. So um, I think that's quite an important uh, aspect of the selection process of the judges.
3: Just to go back, Camilla, to, to your point about, uh, you know, the way you got here was through, through previous successes. For me, it's really interesting to go, what does it actually take to win a Lurie? I mean, this, this day that you just had is the culmination of a year's work. Um, and that, that process starts again on Monday for most agencies. But what does it take on the ground, you know, looking back over the years to actually win a Lurie?
2: So you probably have noticed I've lost a substantial amount of hair in the last couple of years. <laughs> um, it takes a lot of patience. You need to find the piece of work that you really back. You have to personally be passionate about the, the insight or the human truth and you've got to put a lot of yourself in the idea in the way that it's it's often um, not just working hours, but it goes into the evenings and over weekends. And then um, it's also packaging the work in a way that makes you really proud to put it out there. And I think a lot of time goes into obviously producing the work, but just the way you sell it into um, the jury members, I think, is incredibly important as well. So, you know, don't undersell the work so do your bit by creating a case study that is enjoyable to watch and surprises the judges and that can take time and I know you say it's a year-long process but I have to say for us now it's probably more like a two-year long process to really get the work in the right shape in order to enter it.
3: I mean what tips would you give entrants then I mean I you said packaging and all that kind of stuff having looked at the work today what tips would you give to the guys out there to say this is how you should be doing it or or this is how you could better represent your work uh, when it comes to a jury room?
2: So I think firstly, make it very clear um, what you're, you're trying to sell. So make the insight obvious, explain to the jurors how it's incredibly relevant to the audience, embrace the idea and you know, have your your peaks and lows in a case study video so that you're almost watching a piece of entertainment, and um, then make sure the results stand out, and as I said before, it's not really the vanity results, like how many more followers you got on Twitter, but Show um, that idea working in the real world and actually changing some behavior.
0: Can you maybe also talk to us a bit about that? You took like vanity results and things like that. I mean, to what extent does that factor into how a campaign is is evaluated? I think within your guys' category specifically.
1: I mean, you know, given it's digital, so uh, everything is measurable, so you can represent uh, different a spectrum of uh, interactions, a spectrum of how the whole idea was received, right? But, you know, when you actually talk about tangible result, you know, it's, uh, you can't be, you know, throwing percentages of things that don't make any sense. You need to have you know, if you're selling bread, that's how many loaves of bread we sold. If you're selling cars, that's how much metal was moved. Um, If you're creating a campaign that's based on reaching audiences and connecting and engaging, you know, those are tangible things that you need to showcase in terms of the results. So it's not like fluff. It's not like, that number looks impressive, you know, um, and it's something that doesn't really boast well for, um, for us as an as, as a industry because when you think about the clients that you're servicing and you're doing work for, they have other stakeholders that you have to say, what I did transacted to this, and this is the value that you're getting out of the creative input you're getting from our relationship or partnership.
3: So tangible results always um key. I mean, seeing that the Lurie's is ultimately a creative award show compared to the bookmarks, which is more of an effectiveness show, how much do you, how much weighting do you apply to the results in terms of your judging um, if you assume that it is a creative award first and foremost? The idea, if it's a great idea, you know, it will lead to great results,
1: you know. So like masking it with just creativity and for creativity's sake, does not do the idea any justice, right? So the measure of a good, strong idea is that people will connect with it. People will resonate with it. And that has impact. So, um, you know, and a, a lot of the kind of work that is uh, showing up is actually doing a bit of um, social impact. And that's the power of creativity. And, like, we need to embrace that. And that tangible result of the impact and showcasing that just goes and makes a mark in terms of clients uh, buying into more braver
0: mm-hmm and stronger ideas. Are there things that, overall, you, you kind of wish you were seeing more of this year?
2: Just uh, as for the question before, so the difference between bookmarks and lorries, because it'll lead me up to this answer, is that I think they're becoming far more aligned. I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just channels, and an idea should be able to live on every single channel and still tell an equally as meaningful story. And especially if you look at the international awards, which we're also up against, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a website or if it's a TVC or what did it do to emotionally connect with an audience. So um, what was that question again?
0: Are there things that you kind of wish, maybe just from an industry growth perspective, that you'd like to see more of?
2: I would love to see more people using social media in incredibly innovative ways. So I think the storytelling is there on social media, but how can you almost hack The different parts of it in order to tell better stories and I think that maybe that's so far what I wish to see a bit more of I think there definitely are gaps uh, where we could afford to see a lot more um, creativity so display media for example I would say um, at one point used to be a a heavily entered category, and now very few people are going that route. And I think it's um, to take a 360 campaign and to try and do the best you can on every single element rather than just letting the idea lead the way.
1: I've got a similar point of view with regards to... Because that's the most oversaturated sort of category, which is social media. But what you find is... Some of the kind of executions are, it was something that was cool when we did it in a different channel. We're going to just do the same thing, like, for the space, you know. So it's not really uh, fit for purpose, you know. So I think when you when you actually interrogate the platform that you're going into or the the, the media channel choice and then you actually do it fit for purpose – then I think, I mean, there's a very poor term that I'm going to use right now, and maybe you'll delete it later, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, matching luggage, you know. But I think, you know, when you, when you actually do something with that consideration in regard to, say, this channel, the behavioral insights around this channel and how the audience uses uses it, you know, like this is how the idea should actually be seamlessly integrated into it, you know. I think that's where you're going to get that innovation. You're going to get that challenging what that medium can can do you know um and i think that's that is actually quite a nice wide space that you know there's a lot of potential that come out of that
0: The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. How to Win. This podcast is brought to you by Mark One. While paid media is definitely at their core, around five years ago, they decided to establish a digital creative department, Mark One Labs. It was born out of clients' requirements and challenges within the industry. And Mark One Labs is a skilled digital first team of designers that are able to collaborate with clients to create truly integrated and innovative campaigns this innovation is apparent if you look at their multiple awards that they've won with some of south africa's most valued brands most notably the virtual reality campaign they did with kfc and ad hope a first of its kind check them out for more information at mark1.co.za there's this idea culturally that the world is really interested in South Africa and Africa. we kind of one of the biggest cultural exports, I think, in the world right now. And at the same time, though, it becomes really important that we manage this correctly so that we take ownership and don't get mined, so that ideas don't leave here and then get seen in the rest of the world without us actually being able to say they came from here. And I think that awards can have a role in doing that. And is that something from your perspective that you would agree with and you, you see as, as happening? Do you think that we're utilizing platforms like the Lurie's to take ownership of our own culture, our own identity and our own ideas? I think,
1: you know, um, the opportunity for showcasing our own culture, our own diversity in terms of this melting pot of different ethnicities, cultural backgrounds and all those kind of things coming together. I think, you know, celebrating that. And that's what, what's what's great about the Luris is is, is uh, these stories coming into life, in a manner of speaking, uh, with brands really trying to connect with the actual consumers or customers. I think it's something that shows that, you know, we can do it and we can do it better. You know what I mean? I think it's still, like, not as where it should be in terms of my, like, standard-wise what I feel. But I think, you know, What's great about having this regional show and a showcase of the most strongly rooted in this contextual environment work? I think it's a it's a great way of being showcasing, being lo- locally relevant, and having this. Uh, it's locally relevant, but you know can be uh, on a global scale. Can be doing great things on a global scale. Uh, I think. I think the more we we showcase what's possible, the more other brands buy into it. Other Creative agencies and everyone start approaching work in that way that celebrates what's, what it means to be South African. Yeah, and I think that will show up on the world stages.
2: Every time I sit on an international jury, they always say to me the same thing, which is, You're so lucky to be in South Africa because you guys just have so many stories to tell. And um, I think, you know, we must use it to our advantage. So, You know, overseas, they really want to embrace the South African culture and understand it better and understand, you know, the relevance of our work. But I can tell you, when sitting on one of those panels and you see a piece of South African work, you know it's South African. There's no question about it. So I think um, no international agencies could, um, you know, challenge us in many of the areas in order to take the work from us. So I do believe that Lurie's is a a great showcase of who we are and where we're going and I think um, we must use it to our advantage and just better our work so when we put it up there on international um, platforms, it's very recognisable.
3: I mean, historically South Africa has been a strong performer at international award shows, specifically in radio and TV, but I don't feel in digital we've actually done all that well. There's been a few outliers here and there uh, in terms of certain pieces of work that's performed. Why aren't we competing so strongly in the digital space at the international shows?
2: I think, you know, we are masters at craft when it comes to radio and TV, et cetera. The one thing we're battling a bit with um, from a digital point of view is scale. So how do we get the kind of reach that um, some of the international brands are able to get? And, you know, I don't just mean from a money point of view, so being able to put a lot of media behind um, certain ads, but... Also, just from a PR perspective, you know, we're not great at PRing our pieces and really getting them the right kind of exposure. So I would say internationally, they have that down. And here, I think we've still got a lot to do in order to get that kind of reach.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would second that. And I think also the opportunity is there because there's, you know, I wouldn't say digital ideas, but I think there's like digital means that are given that our bandwidth costs are different. Our uh, sort of infrastructure is different, and how the adoption rate from uh, consumption or behavior—you know—people started accessing the internet through cell phones before, um, whereas the other markets like matured with accessing the internet on their laptops. You know what I mean, or desktops. So there's a different mindset that we have in mind in terms of executions that are like mobile-driven that would do very well in terms of innovation and caring and seamlessly integrating into how the everyday uh, way of navigating the internet, uh, which is very South African and um, has forward leapt like uh, the other markets because they still have the other desktop sort of considerations more. And then we, we, we should be pioneering mobile. And leading there so i think there's definitely like a lot of potential in terms of doing something remarkable in that space
2: also just one other thing um when looking at entries overseas very few of these international jurors understand the south african audience and the relevance of certain projects down here and if in that case study you don't explain the relevance it's chucked out so just as a key for entering work overseas make the jurors understand why it worked for your audience.
3: So better definition of the problem is kind of what... Better
2: definition mean. of the problem and the circumstances around it.
3: Yes. Mm. Yeah, I guess the one benefit that we have is there's, there's lots of things we still have to solve here. Yes. And creativity yeah. really has the power to do that. Okay. Absolutely. So, yeah.
2: But, for example, very few international um, chaps understand our data costs. Ah. So they think, you know, we're one of the first sort of countries to use mobile well, but we've got heaps of people here who don't have the money to get data, whereas overseas it's cheap as anything. So they don't understand why we would do low-data videos, for example.
3: So what happens in the case of an ad that is made, that is beautifully crafted, very well put together, um, and it's in a medium where you don't necessarily have to prove results per se, but, but the ad actually had zero impact in the market, would it still be rewarded at the Lurie's?
2: I mean, in all honesty, I don't think there's such a thing. I think if you create a great piece of work going to be awarded. I think the results will be there. I mean, I've never in my history had a great piece that has gone completely unnoticed. But I think also from a behaviour change point of view, more mean rather than seeing how many media impressions were bought, even if it changes the life of one person and that person happens to be in that target audience, for me, that's a result.
3: Which brings me to the follow-up question is, do we still see a lot of the old what we would call scam ads, where something flighted in the Bloemfontein Gazette for one Saturday afternoon. Uh, Is that still the case? I think, uh, you know, you're always going to
1: have someone taking a chance. But I think as seasoned jury people, members, panels, I think we see through all that. And uh, you're getting less and less of that. So I think there is ways that some of those things are filtered out. I think a lot of... Work is, and I, I don't know if it's ethics taking center stage, but like I think a lot of the work is actually put in with merit. So it's never, it's it's always first. Let's make something that is for an actual client, and then or what what I see, which is like a a trend now. Whenever there's a purpose-led sort of ads, they actually are are, are linked with. NGOs or other organizations that typically wouldn't be doing or having marketing budget to actually get the message out there. So it is creating impact in a different way.
0: And I suppose maybe just as a, as a final conclusive thought, your general impression on, on the state of the industry at the moment in South Africa, we, we're doing good things, we're headed in the right direction?
1: I think there's definitely some uh, centers of excellence in terms of uh, some of the work that, you know, is coming out, but, you know, there's people that consistently have, and and you can see, because it's like, it's not it's a time thing, it's like you don't just, this year, it's your year and then, like, you know, you can see how they're building up momentum, and they can only get, do more and more better ideas and executions, because they've uh, sold that whole, it's now like a cultural thing for them, you know what I mean, it's like they now have This is what's a working formula and, you know, they're just perfecting it kind of thing. So, um, yeah, and I think, you know, again and again, same sort of people or brands and agencies to just get it and then they're just consistently just producing. And now it's just the, what's the next wave? What's the next wave? That essentially will get some international accolades, but I think uh, we'll get
3: there. What is in your opinion as as a judge, the value of a Lurie. Why is it important to win one? From a client's perspective, potentially, and from a, you know, if you're a student, if you're just a normal person in the industry or a client, why why is this important? Why do we value it so much?
2: Firstly, there's no creative who doesn't like a bit of metal (laughs) on the shelf that they can speak to. Um, But I think it's just a showcase of doing really good work that doesn't just win, but it really works. I think... Only stuff that really makes sense in the industry now is awarded. So it's stuff that has worked for clients. It's shown some kind of behavior change and for nonprofits as well. So if you manage to take home one of those guys, it means you've done something that, you know, hopefully will stand the taste of time. Yeah, so it's incredibly valuable to get that kind of pat on the back from the industry that you've created a piece to be truly proud of.
0: The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series to win. Today's podcast was brought to you by Mark One, who've been making sense of technology-driven digital marketing before most. They've spent a decade in digital, and they offer the full suite of paid media services, including programmatic media buying, paid social, and search advertising. And while paid media is at their core, around five years ago, they decided to establish a digital creative department, Mark One Labs. Mark One Labs are at the forefront of the most exciting new media formats and design trends, whether it be slick and sexy display ads, social media content, or virtual and augmented reality solutions, they are there to cater for your needs. Check them out at mark1.co.za.
3: Hi, I'm Paula Halley, CEO of the Interactive Advertising Bureau South Africa. And this is the IABSA podcast, where we share smart, actionable, and motivating insights from today's foremost digital leaders to help you make better digital decisions through our connected culture and access to experts and expertise, both from across our local network of over 150 member companies including agencies, brands, publishers, education, and technical specialists, as well as our IAB global network in 47 countries around the world. We hope the conversations and stories you hear help you build best business practice and transform your digital marketing.